Okay. All right. So here we are. And again, this is Angela, and I'm going to just start us off with a prayer. Okay. So everybody just settle in, if possible, wherever you are. When we come to that still point, we drop into the peace and love that is this now moment. I'm so grateful to come together to remember together. So grateful to share. So grateful to turn the light of love onto everything that's happening in our lives. So grateful for the teachings and the teachers and the learning that we are experiencing. And we invite in and we welcome the power and the energy and the guidance from the Ascended Masters. Knowing that this is our time and that we are waking up and we trust that this journey that we are on is perfect for us. And we come together to share the experience of that journey and we hold each other in the light of love and we commit to being authentic and we welcome in all those who will listen later. Blessing Jennifer for this beautiful community she has created and blessing our higher self for bringing us here. We just allow this call to be a healing presence and a healing opportunity. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Okay, everybody, go ahead. Let's uh, let's say who's here on this Halloween afternoon, evening. This is Linda. It's morning here in Erie, PA. Or it's not morning anymore. It's noonish. <laughs> Philip Washington. Chris. Chris, San Diego. Hi, this is Lars from Germany. Nice to hear your voice again, Lars. Thank you, Philip. It's also nice to hear your voice again. <laughs> <laughs> and that is our group right now, folks. So just letting you know, I'm sure people will be joining us, but um, we can dive right in. Well, I've been listening to the Stop Playing Small Summit and um, um, just this week I've been aware more of 
um, other people's opinions and suggestions and um, I don't know, just I guess trying to help, but um, in ways that don't feel right for me. And I feel like I'm becoming more and more um, comfortable with just listening to my own guidance, you know, thanking them for their um, wanting to be helpful and, you know, not trying to make them feel um, wrong or anything for what they're telling me, but just taking it in and listening to what my own heart and higher Holy Spirit self are telling me is true for me. So I think that's how I'm uh, interpreting the stop playing small teachings this, this week. Good morning, it's Leslie. I'm so sorry I'm late. Hello, everyone. Morning. Morning, hello. Well, Linda, if I may, this is Angela. I'd like to just ask a question about what you just shared. Um, So how... How do you, um, like, what is your sense about the lesson of other people's judgments um, or other people offering to help you? Um, How do you feel about that feeling outside of you? Um, So I'm basically, like, kind of wondering how you hold this in the light of the oneness. Mm. Well, I suppose I feel like it it is picturing for me in both directions, like not to give unsolicited advice. And not to be offended or hurt or discouraged if I give advice, even if it's asked for, that's not taken. Um, And also to uh, allow me to feel more confident in my own intuition. Hmm. So... I I think it's clarity. Clarity is coming. And I feel that um, I don't know, one of the things that I told somebody I was talking to this week is I felt like an antenna. 
So I kind of feel like that's where the oneness is coming in, <laughs> like picking up everybody's signals and like you're hearing a whole bunch of different signals on a radio, but being able to hear that one signal that is right for you in that moment. Cool. Yeah, it is. And I'm so grateful for the, um, I think you were saying the momentum that the um, year one students have is also making me, like, building a fire under me. Mm -hmm. So I'm enjoying that as well. But even the, I feel, it's interesting. So I feel this sort of, like, um, joyful momentum and sharing in MLC1. And from your guys, MLC2, um, I feel the passion. And that was like the topic, the desire, the passion, and how Jennifer is talking about uh, stoking the fire, keeping it going. And it's so interesting because every year in MLC3, there's a point where she merges the two classes. And I don't believe, maybe at first I, I thought it was because ML3 is sort of fading out and the class is getting even smaller of who's showing up. Um, and I don't think that's the whole thing. I think it's a different reason, probably. But um, it's just really helpful as the MLC3 feels a little less connected that we've got, that I have these other communities that are sort of offering different things. And... Um, how fortunate we get to benefit from all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of feels to me like, I don't know if any of you have ever seen, but I saw somebody um, posted a video of this um, nursing home where they started a daycare in the nursing home. And you see this huge room um, filled with elderly people just sitting, not really talking to each other or being engaged in anything. And then this group of toddlers walks in, and all of a sudden, the elders become so animated. And that's that's how I feel. Like when I am listening to the um, year one students, I don't know, it just helps you to remember what that feeling was like when you were newer at it, I guess. And as I almost finish year three, I'm like, I feel more like, because um, I teach in a language institute and we have six levels. And by the sixth level, the students are ready to matriculate into regular university. And I'm sort of starting to compare how I feel to how they are as language learners. Like level one, they're just starting to 
communicate at all. And I'm like, I feel like a level two (laughs) because I just feel more ready to start over again, which is every day, but I feel so ready for like a new year to like start over again. Um, So it's funny how my mind's already going to January 1st and but also to notice um, how much has been cleared away in a certain way or how much my mind has been uh, trained to see things so that I'm able to, I don't know how to say it, I'm able to be more loving somehow. But then still, if you ask that question to Jennifer and she sort of started to answer like that deep desire for God, I also similarly can sort of relate to feeling almost like this is a part-time job or something. It's just like a hobby. It's not a hobby. It's important to me, but um, I put it down in a way when I go to work or when I'm cooking or when I'm being something else. But... um, I'm so curious about it being more of my life and, yeah, I'll just say that for now. Since you guys are quiet, I'm going to say something more. (laughs) Um, Can you hear me, though? I have this feeling. Yes. Okay. Um, I think, uh, I'm not sure, Chris, are you able to talk? Yes. (laughs) Okay, cool. I I wanted to share with you that... um, from the Wednesday community call, um, I don't know if you guys haven't heard. I'm just going to respond because Chris asked me a question or we were dialoguing because I was stating something about wanting to feel connected to my husband. And Chris asked me, what does that mean? And I said, what does it look like? Yeah, what does it look like or what is it? Um, and another thing you asked me was because... As I proceeded to share, it was like that I was desiring for my husband and I to share about our day or what we're thinking or what we're going through. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's interesting because I, I remember you said something like, um, you know, how's that going? <laughs> because uh, perhaps like... Um, Suggesting that in your own relationship or in a man, this is more difficult. Anyway, overall, I just want to say that I appreciate your questions because it pushed buttons for me 
that I'm processing. And it's like there is some part of my ego holding on to this. I think it's an illusion or like an idol or like a... I think I have the idea of a relationship I would like to have and the, and what's like what I'm looking for clarity on is if I'm looking for something for my husband that's really for me to find for myself mm-hmm. or if it's true that a holy relationship can feel very for my uh definition connected. Mm-hmm. And that is what I appreciate your questioning has sort of provoked me to explore. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, the conversation, um, you know, that I had, uh, because my partner is, you know, a scientist, he, you know, he says he lives in reality or something like that when I ask him, when I start talking any kind of metaphysics, and I, I, I can um, use a lighter, maybe a little softer approach that doesn't look like um, metaphysics or past lives or whatever, and mm-hmm. to um, and to help with what I do understand what you want in the intimacy. I said sometimes mm-hmm. I think women watch too many movies because the guys in movies are generally the guys, you know, they behave a lot of times the way we would way we think we want and um and uh it doesn't always happen that way you have to and again our lessons are with those who are closest to us so you know um figuring that out and you know coming to a uh a place where you can interact and be loving and let the other person be themselves and you be yourself too. I said, you don't want to lose yourself in a relationship and you don't mm-hmm. want them to either. So it's a balance. And it's, I mean, in every single, every single relationship is totally different. Every, I mean, it's even with, you know, if, even if somebody dies and you marry another guy, um, you would think, that they would be very similar. And I've, I've heard people say just totally different, totally different. Well, oh. I've appreciated, I don't know how to say it, it's your struggle, Angela, because I've shared often about my struggle with sexuality and it seems like I'm with a bunch of people that don't have any sexual issues, but so with his group. <laughs> so um, you don't name it sexually, but, um, and I'm almost, you know, I'm in my late 50s. So I look at back at how I was in relationships and I'm not in a relationship now. I, I'm not in a monogamous permanent uh, relationship. Um, so I'm not as, I certainly used to be attached and I probably would be if I were in one again like I see, but I, I appreciate your sharing. So honestly, um, I can certainly relate to it. And, um, I'm really not sure what I'm saying besides just, uh, 
I'm observing and, and looking at my own self when you share. But I feel like you're, uh, at least on your Facebook picture, you're a lot younger than I am, so I'm not sure whether that's fair to say it's an age thing, an experience thing, and maybe mm-hmm. at my age I'm just uh, more realistic or maybe my energy levels. I don't know. That that may yeah. not be fair. Um, also but similarly being as, yeah, go ahead. Also being a gay male, it's interesting. Uh, and Lars can speak as a straight male. It's interesting. You know, I certainly feel that emotional need so to speak, in a relationship. I don't think it's... I don't know if men are really that unemotional or not. Straight men, I mean. So... I would say some are, some aren't, and some women are, and some women aren't. It's just... Yeah. But the curious thing is what you're drawn to, because I know I have been drawn to unemotionally available men, so I have to... I have yeah. to know that I'm un- un- emotionally unavailable. I mean, if I'm yeah. drawing that, that's what's within me. And it and it seems to me that it serves me so well that I don't see him responding to my what I feel like are my um, uh, immature or just. Mm, when I'm sort of uh, when I'm looking for his attention he doesn't really give it to me and it's like darn that's probably perfect (laughs) Um, but I will just share that um, he's had this toothache the last two days and yesterday got really bad and I just felt sort of inspired. I said, to, so we made a dentist appointment, and um, but it's not till next Tuesday. So I said, well, this weekend we can try all my healing ideas. <laughs> and um, I sort of got this idea to, like, prepare our bedroom and make it very clean, and I put candles. And then I was ready for him to come in, and I had sort of prayed, meditated, and got some insight and he wasn't ready to come in so what I did was I just proceeded as if he was here and I was led through this whole in mental meditation and then he came in when I was done and I was in this really beautiful state and he came in for a prayer and I we said one and it was just beautiful and I can see now, I'm like, wow, this toothache has really, that's the funny part about it. It's healing opportunity because it just called me into being prayerful. If it wasn't there, I know I would have just been baking bread, which is nice too. But I was just wouldn't have taken this time. <laughs> and the more I say yes to my own higher self I think he will be like open and it won't even be about him it's just about me where I am I feel like that's where it always comes down to that's why I like to say it's all about me (laughs) because it's um 
anytime I'm experiencing anything that has to do with a, a relationship with anybody else or anything else for that matter, when I just go into prayer or meditation or whether I'm doing my um, embodiment work with my dancing, that's where the answers come from. It doesn't come from trying to figure out how to make things right or (laughs) it's just, it all comes from working on myself. And I did turn to the resurrection flame page and I worked with that prayer invocation. And it's cool because that's what Jennifer was sort of guiding us to this week. Well, I'm not. I'm, so we can go back if we. I don't know. If, I'm just curious about uh, Linda. I've noticed you. You really reach out to a lot of people, and I'm really um, maybe impressed is the wrong word, but um, I, I I like that. Good for you. Thanks. It. I honestly. With um, Sean and Lori from year one, they reached out to me. I had no, I I had no idea. Well, I mean, I know I met with Lori in the spring, Lori and Kyleen, because um, they were somewhere close to where I live. But with Sean, like, I'd never even spoken to her on Facebook, and I just happened to be on Facebook one night, and... I think she was having a very difficult time and saw that I was on and she just messaged me to see if I could talk to her. <laughs> and um, every time I do, every time I facilitate their calls, every time I open myself up to just being available to listen, I get so much insight into my own stuff and I benefit so much more, I feel, than what the people that are reaching out to me are getting. So thanks, Philip. Oh, well, thank you. I'm in the question answering mode. Um, Lars, are you still on? He's not. He dropped off, unfortunately. Oh, I was going to ask him how his group is doing. 
can I jump in and, and read something from my sister? I read it in the uh, Wednesday community call, but, you know, I've asked for prayers for my sisters, uh, the kids that she teaches um, reading to, and she sent me a, um, a text that says, prayers have been answered for the two students I was concerned about. The one's mother agreed to him taking the necessary medication. And the other pulled the fire alarm this morning. So that was a good thing, as now that triggers the much-needed evaluation. I just thought you – I just thought that was so cute and how how prayers are answered in strange ways, you know. But thank you for praying for she, – she feels that there's definitely an improvement in the situation. Well, that's great. Angela, I just want to, aren't you the one that told me about the container store? Yeah. <laughs> I got my first order today. I just wanted to tell you it was, actually, I got it last night. I just opened the box this morning. So thank you for that. <laughs> but you do have to that. treat yourself to a field trip into a real store. <laughs> we don't have any in Michigan around here that I can find. Are you sure? Okay. No. I, I I guess I could look look into it, but yeah, I bet it's really yeah. Cool. For your next trip, work in a container store. Stop wherever yeah. you go. Cool. <laughs> yeah, and I also just wanted to say, you know, listening to your relationship with your husband, I sometimes I and I, I I'm really conscious about comparing, um, but sometimes I feel a little bad, like. I'm because Scott and I we've been married a long time and I would say that we are not intimate. We're not as far as emotionally. And I feel I guess what I want to say is I sort of I don't know I feel like I should feel bad about that. But I at this point in my life I don't. And I just have accepted that I mean, I understand about a holy relationship and everything, and I do pray in that, but our relationship, I mean, it's just, it is a little more superficial, but we still do have fun together. He still makes me laugh, and I still feel safe around him. I mean, I, and I love him, and I know he loves me. I mean, and I know I've shared this before, that my mom is my best friend and my spiritual partner, and she is the one I go to when, just like this morning I called her because I was crying about something and I was really upset about something. And she's just my go-to. She, she's like, you know, in some ways my my soulmate in that if I could have that, my husband would be great, but I know he can't give me that and I'm okay with that. And sometimes I don't know if, but I can't change him and I know that. So I guess I'm just grateful that, I know he he can't fulfill something in me. He, he just can't. I mean, I shouldn't say can't. I don't know. I just, and sometimes I feel like, am I, should I try harder? Should I, but every time I do, I just get disappointed. And, um, I mean, like, I can go to him and sit on his lap and, 
be like, honey, I need some TLC, you know, and he'll 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 give it to me, but he's still watching football, you know, so it's not that that. This and, and I always feel like I'm such a low maintenance wife. It's not like I need, you know, I don't need the flowers, and I'm not the romantic type, and all that's mm-hmm. fine, you know. Um, but it's just interesting. And I thank you for for your authenticity too, because um, it just me it just it's just interesting how we're all one and we all face the same things and mm-hmm. and I Leslie, just want to I'm, say that I know where you're coming from because I can say that you know I <clears throat> would like maybe a little more intimacy or a little more sharing of his feelings and that. But I also mm-hmm. know that if I saw him crying about something, I couldn't handle it. Oh, right. I, I couldn't, you know, I know that I need a steady person. I guess my father had, was a, he had a no emotional base. And um, I know that for me right now that this is good for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hi, it's, uh, good morning, it's Mary. I just want to share that. Hi, I've been watching this uh, CNN program that just came out 2015 on Netflix, and it's called Finding Jesus, Fact, Faith, or Forgery. And they have six segments where they go in and they um, examine the highest technology. They can go back and date articles and particles back 50,000 years. And they had uh, one of the segments was on Mary Magdalene. And it was just so touching how her whole ministry, she had this ministry of presence. And she she followed Jesus to the cross. She followed him wherever he went. And she oftentimes didn't even say anything to him, like when he was dying on the cross. She and a couple other ladies and Jesus' mothers were were just there, and they held the presence. You know, nobody wants to die alone, but they held the presence for Jesus, where none of the disciples followed Jesus to the cross because they, because they were a man. They were, you know, it was possible that they would get associated with Jesus and be crucified or put to death. So I just want to say, and I think that's what Linda was sharing, and that's what people feel on community calls and when they reach out. They are feeling a ministry of presence that when we get in our spiritual space and connect with the Holy Spirit and really invite Jesus in and we're really um, nurturing and spending time with our own spirit, that presence just radiates. I mean, it just... It's just out there, through the telephone, in the Skype picture. I mean, it's everywhere. And I think, you know, all my years in nursing, I mean, oftentimes we get to be really well-trained listeners, and that's what I always say, oh, it's just a trained listener. But there's so much more beyond the listening, just holding the presence and the space of love and allowing and accepting and just unconditional judgment of not – of whatever is being said, just being open to it. And it's just, um, <clears throat> it's it's magnetic, I think. And I had just finished a, um, 
doing my uh, workbook and text the other day, and I decided to go for a walk in the park, and there were two Indian women walking, you know, half the park in front of me, and they had these beautiful saris on. <clears throat> and they were just like two balls of light. Just I couldn't even tell how old they were. They just had these long, uh, braided, thick black hair down to their hips. And so I caught up to them, and I um, introduced myself, and we chatted, and told I asked them, you know, where they were from, and they had such beautiful saris on, and I was just commenting on how beautiful they looked, and they invited me over to their apartment. Their sons work for Qualcomm, and they invited me in, and they asked me if I wanted a sari, and I said, well, you know, sure. I didn't want to refuse anything, so they pulled one out, and they just dressed me over my jeans. You know, they tucked it in my waist, twirled me around a couple times, you know, made a couple pleats back and forth, tucked it in, twirled me around, threw it over my shoulder, made a couple tucks, folds, put a pin there, and boom. (laughs) This one huge piece of cloth, I was in a sari, this beautiful fabric. And it was just so, you know, and I, I just feel like it was just one of those magical moments where you connect with people. And I think it was just because I was really, I just finished a really good prayer and doing my work in the text and the workbook. So, it, you know, it was just really, um, really felt good to connect with somebody like that. And I think it was just founded in holding the presence, the ministry of presence for myself, too. I think there's a lot to be um, said for that. So that's what I wanted to share. But I really recommend that Finding Jesus CNN documentary. It was just so good, really good. I really enjoyed it. It just makes Jesus come alive. So good. And it's so interesting, in 2005, you know, the shroud that uh, Jesus had wrapped around his face, there were two fabrics. This one particular scientist has been studying this one cloth that wrapped in Jesus' face for 25 years. I'm like, I, I just can't even imagine studying one piece of fabric that many years. But anyhow, it's really interesting. So, so there you are. Thank you. Yeah, Mary um, brought the, her computer over and we watched the Mary Magdalene together and it definitely was interesting. Helped you to have some new, something to think about, you know. Yeah, because because of the Pope Gregory, he uh, gave Mary Magdalene the label of um, prostitute because of his lack of knowledge. And really, she was a a fisher. She was a businesswoman who had some kind of fishing business, and she was a wealthy woman. So, um, you know, in Egypt, when they found these 13 books of different people writing about, they were 1,500 years old or, I don't know, 2,500 years old. I can't remember the exact date. You know, it's kind of weaving those stories in it's not just strictly Bible. For me, it was a lot of new information that I didn't know about. It's really good. Well, they had a bit of the, of the gospel um, of Mary that, you know, isn't is relatively 
newly found. Yeah, that was one of the books in uh, found in Egypt, one of the 13 books buried in that glass uh, pottery. Well, hey, this is Jerry. I just want to give a shout-out. How, how are you guys doing? <laughs> I've been listening silently and taking in some really good things. So, at any rate, hope uh just want to say hi and happy Halloween to everybody. Well, hi. We we actually, Mary and I heard from Nancy, too. So she's, she's um, Mary had more reports. She said she's doing well. Yeah, she said that she... Her daughter's been in rehab now. Well, this is going on the third week. And her granddaughter, she's been really busy with her granddaughter, and she's been working more. So she's doing great. She's just been really busy. And her daughter's doing really well. She's really proud of her daughter, and it's working out good so far. So our prayers are also helping Nancy and her family. So thank you all. Good to hear. So Jerry, what's what's new with you? What's going on with you? Anything you want to share? Oh, um, well, gosh, uh, you know, I'm I'm going through uh, my divorce right now, and um, it's it's been surreal. It uh, this is one word I can can uh, coin it is that it's just been surreal in the respect that um, talk about implementing the tools you know, of our, our Jennifer's teachings in real time <laughs> um, can be really challenging but can be such a, a good opportunity um, to, to test the resilience of, um, you know, the, the teachings of the Course in Miracles. And um, I can on- honestly say I am just so grateful that I came across this, upon this path a couple of years ago. And um, what was once... Uh, you know, our, our marriage was just like one big projection. It just got really bad in the last five years. And it's um, transformed to, um, I just have a lot of compassion for him. Usually he's, uh, um, you know, I, 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 you know, mimic, uh, not mimic, but uh, kind of peg him as, you know, Stonewall Jackson because he just shuts down, you know, doesn't say, that his defense system is just not to say anything, and uh, he gets mad at me for something, um, and that would go on for for weeks. And we're not talking a couple hours, a couple of days. It's it, it kind of a week, uh, week thing, weeks. So I'm just, uh, and I would, of course, that you know, uh, anyway, just I I would try to engage, and you know, and then I then I said, well, I'm not talking to you, kind of thing. You know, it just got on that hamster wheel kind of thing. But now I just see. Um, see him with just just a lot of compassion that's just the way he he responded you know um you know as a young you know as a wounded child his wounded child and and uh, i just at any rate i um i'm just uh you know it's you know suffice to say i i i it's what leslie said it's uh you know it, you know you would think when someone's gone through divorce it's a it, it's a bad thing but um it's kind of it's Gosh, dare I say it? Dare, dare I say it's it's been a catharsis in that um, the teachings that you you know we're learning 
just are um, uh, they work? They're miraculous. It's a, it's a they're a blessing. And hadn't had I hadn't had a, a bad marriage, I've been going through this, been challenging through this, I wouldn't have been able to put these in practice and and see the fruits of how I'm changing and I'm becoming more relaxed. I'm I'm becoming more in the flow of love and the uptake. There's just some some things that have have happened in the last couple of weeks where. I know I would have reacted that would have triggered me and but I hadn't I stepped back and I can see it from 30,000 feet. <laughs> and it's um it's all great to answer your question. Sorry, I, I kind of went a roundabout way, but uh things are going very well and I can't say how grateful I am to um have come across Jennifer and in th- these teachings and in in this group and all of you too. All of you sharing. Um, not that I can be on community calls or even class calls, but I do listen. Sometimes I listen twice, and you know the authenticity. And we all have things. We all have our challenges. And just to hear that, you know how how you how how everyone um, copes with it and then heals from it. it it's um, it's it's pretty cool. I, I, I've I've learned a lot from all of you, just as much. So. I am thankful for that. And thank you for your prayers, too, and holding me in that space. It really makes a difference. It really does. Thank you, Jerry. It's so good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It really is. Thank you, Jerry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lars. Okay, thank you, Jerry. I'm back again. I've just heard what you have shared, and I can so much relate to your share. For I have gone through the same kind of things. Okay, I'm not divorced, but I had a lot of problems in my marriage. And at the moment, I really feel relief because it was the most important thing for me to really understand or to really feel what's behind it. It was so It's such a blessing to really get to know that it's all a projection of myself. I said my wife was depressed, my wife had so many problems, but it was a part of myself. I, at 20 years or 25, I was depressed. I felt a little bit uh, unwor, not a little bit. I felt a lot of unworthiness inside of me, and it was so difficult for me to really accept it because it was really a very important part of myself, and so uh, I've gone through it because I really practice the tools of masterful living and Jennifer helped me a lot that I really discovered that there was a spiritual ego at work and now I feel totally relieved and everything works fine at the moment. I, Yes, it's all a projection of my mind and this has really helped me even in everyday situation. For example, some uh, minutes ago there was a conflict with my children and I really could only sit there and send love to them and really accept it that there was resistance inside myself and so it's really wonderful and I'm so grateful also for your share, Jerry. I have read your posts and I really felt... uh, Yes, I really felt that we are in the same on the same path and we had the same challenges. It was so wonderful to learn from each other and so I can definitely relate to your feelings. I'm absolutely full of relief and love at the moment for everything is has has been improving a lot during the last uh, weeks and months. So I'm absolutely happy now and I would like to thank you for it. 
Thank oh, you. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Lars, because I've read your post and I feel your pain in your mm-hmm. post because I can so so relate to that. And um, it's, it's just like I have – go ahead. Yes, it was so difficult really for me. I asked all of us constantly asking myself why – Uh, did I have so much problems? Why can't I accept the behavior, for example, of my wife and our challenges? Why uh, was I trying to uh, make her different and not accepting her? And this was really because it was a part of myself I saw reflected in her. And this was really the, a hard mm-hmm. thing to go through. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm yes. so grateful yes. that I have I have gone through it for at the moment I really feel full of love and I can accept much more than one year ago for example even for example some uh, days ago I had a, a problem with a colleague who was listening or who was finding something on Twitter from me and she was a religious teacher and she saw she told me I am not very uh, a very good Christian if I post such things such crazy things and I could just send there and send love to her and say I totally accept your opinion but I personally have made other experiences I totally accept what you are saying but I have feel guided to do so. And so it was just, there wasn't any conflict. I could just let it go and send love to her and accept what she has said. One year ago, I would have really had problems with it, but now I can accept much more. And this was because my challenges with my wife. And I'm so grateful <laughs> for this. And also too. Yes, it's really a wonderful experience. Yeah, yeah it's very empowering. After one year or so. That's great, Lars. That's very, very empowering, and and I feel I'm coming out the other side hmm. now. Um, I didn't feel that way, you know, six seven months ago, but now I, I feel I'm coming out the other side, and it's uh, it's very cathartic. And if I can just send love to it now, I my marriage is going a little different than yours, hmm. and um, and I'm I'm uh, at peace with that. Actually, I felt guided, and however, um, you know, I had to go through this to get here. And I'm and I'm I see the blessing in it. I can mm. step back and, and see and before I couldn't see that. It was a lot of uh guilt and um uh self criticism, a lot of self criticism, but now that's that's I'm I'm able to lift that. I'm able to see through that, see that as projection, see as something I've been doing for many, many years, the self hatred, unworthiness. And it's that's starting to heal. And I'm I'm um couldn't be more grateful. I'm grateful to uh Steve as well. Because because of the dance that we did, um, I w- you know, it, it was a path for healing and for him too. Um, he 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 he's not in a spiritual practice or anything, but the the most loving thing I can do is uh, is just to role model, um, uh, you know, the teachings that I I read about, you know, just to role model that safety, that that love, that unconditional love. Um, that everything's going to be okay. You know, that's the best thing I can do for me and my, my kids and my husband, my well, soon to be ex-husband right now. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's very empowering it, it, and it helps. It spills over, um, you know, our home life also spills over to our work life <laughs> because I've been able to, what I've gone through the challenges at home, I've been able to work through at work as well, put those practices there. So it's just, like I said, I keep going back to it. It's just been so surreal how um, the the changes that have been happening because of putting the tools in practice. 
Yeah. It's so neat when we have an opportunity to so clearly see putting the tools into practice, like you said. That's mm-hmm. that's really neat. Yeah, I have Yeah, I I was just going to say I have just a quick little story. At work, one of the attorneys, her daughter um, texted her really quick and just said that um, their school was in lockdown and something about a gun and she didn't know what was going on. And and this attorney, I'm not close to at all, but I kind of, I heard a little bit what was going on, but not a lot, you know, And, and she had gone into the other office and I just heard her burst into tears, you know, and I just immediately went into prayer. I just, and the first thing I said was, hi, Holy Spirit, I don't know what anything is for, but just send this young person love that has this gun, help him know that he is love and he is love. And then, of course, I blessed all the students and all the teachers and everybody like that. And thank God everything turned out fine. And um, I was just really glad that that's the first thing that I thought to do was pray. And the fact that I could just tell that this, I, it just, it was just like automatic for me to pray for the young man with the gun, which was really neat because I don't think I was, could have done that a year ago. You know, it's just like I had no judgment there. I mean, true, it wasn't my kid in the classroom, but even if it was, I would hope that I could be able to pray like that, you know. So that just, it just, it felt really good. And and I, too, am so grateful for for all the tools that we get. And that's why I love Mess for Living One. I try really hard not to compare myself to them because what they say, I mean, especially some of the stuff with the careers and everything, I'm just like, oh, my gosh. I mean, we all go through the same things, you know, and and it's just neat to learn from them. So I just wanted to share that positive little story. Oh, and the other thing about it was that it was really interesting how my ego just so wanted to find out the details and the gossip and the nitty-gritty, you know. And so when she left, the attorney left, I was tempted to go to her legal assistant, you know, and say, so what's going on? What happened? You know, you know how the ego is. But I didn't. I just stayed in my office. I just said another little prayer, and I just continued to work. And then the following day when um, the girl that I'm pretty close with there, I really wanted to ask her about it. And, again, I didn't. I'm like, Leslie, it's none of your business. God's taking care of it. Just do your job. And I did. And it, it just felt so good not to stir the pot or try to get involved in any type of drama or gossip or anything. So I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll share real quickly, um, this is very much tied into relationship conversations because um, it, I am I live by myself and when Carla said she was, uh, when she had that uh, guest that stayed with her and I mentioned, you know, best of luck, <laughs> I meant that sincerely because even my short time with Luke, I, I found myself getting impatient so i can certainly you know relate to the relationships with the people that 
well, most of you are in, live with someone. So I can relate to them being your, um, what is it, uh, lesson? <laughs> and greatest, so greatest teachers. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, We have a few more minutes just for any prayer requests or anyone who would like to still say hi and just let us know you're here. Oh, just call them out. If they're hiding, call them out. <laughs> I'm not feeling that, Philip. <laughs> uh, hi, Lawrence, if you're on. Hi, Philip. No. No, not Lawrence, not Lawrence, Lawrence. I thought maybe Lawrence, 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 okay. I would like to um, keep my sister's uh, uh, second graders learning to read and on on the prayer list because it seems to be working. I mean, even if it didn't seem to be working, I would still want them on. I would like prayers to. Um, stay uh, true to my practice. I would like prayers for trust, continuing to trust. Just trust. I would love prayers for that. Uh, it's Mary. Go ahead, Mary. I would just like to say, um, healing my mind about my body prayers would be appreciated. Thank you. And continued prayers for work as it's it's uh, going to be a very, very busy couple of months to end the year out. So, And to add, I did, my friend in New York City did find a temporary place to live. Thank you for your prayers and um, continue to pray that they may find a permanent and affordable place. I would also like to, uh, I have also a prayer request for, as usual for my family, especially my youngest son. We have a difficult situation because of the school. Uh, we don't know if it's a good idea to that he goes to school or that he will go to school next year or maybe he should be in the nursery school one year more and then go to school afterwards. And we are not sure about our decision, so I would like you to ask for prayers about that. Mm -hmm. I guess I would like um, prayers for my um, my son Jack's family and his his uh especially his teenager. That's not is it Nathan or Ethan or not that family? It's Ethan, his twin sister and their older sister. They um well that that age is uh difficult and um my son is just a terrific father, and the girls are playing games with siding with their birth mother and 
and my son's trying to stay out of it completely, but it seems like when he opens his mouth, it, it's in in love. They still come back with something. They try to blame everything on him, whatever, no matter what it is. It's his fault, <laughs> and it's not, I know. And this is your son? My okay. oldest son, Jack, yeah. Okay, many blessings to him. Many blessings to that Thank situation. You. You're welcome. But just reporting, Ethan's doing pretty darn good. Getting good grades yeah. in school and he has some pain, but he's he seems to be doing pretty good. Okay, well, I will add that my prayers are just to keep stoking the fire, to add more kindling to my desire to make God everything. And uh, my visual is just that we place all these prayers in a basket and we hold them up to the Holy Spirit and we trust that they're all being answered. And I bless all of you. We bless everyone who's listening later. We bless our teachers. Have a wonderful day. And that's it. It's weird. I'm getting Rob's inspiration, but I don't really want to bat you. But anyway, (laughs) have a great day. (laughs) Lots of love. Well, love you. Love you, everybody. I'm just grateful for that you're in my life. Thanks. So grateful. Thank you. Love you. Thank you. Have a great Love week. Love to everybody. Bye-bye. Take care.